Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness. And we are live. Welcome back to the Sons of Thunder podcast. You got Sean, Eric, Jacob, and John. We're all here. We are all here. I've missed missed your faces. I haven't been here for like a month. Yeah, Eric, when was the last time we were together? I mean, so we did Did we see each other in December? We did the Ignite Retreat, which was like really early early December. And I don't think I've been on a podcast since. Yeah. I've been just busy. Good to be back. I was sick a little bit. Missed that one time. Yeah. yeah. Life's been good, You You texted us one Monday morning, you were like, I was up till 4 a.m. drinking wine. And I was like, how does he do that? <laughs> Wait, on that's Monday li- morning? That's living yes. life. On a Sunday that's night. living you, life, Sunday man. Night, no way. It must wine. have been a holiday. It was the holiday no, week. Was it? You know, I, w- I was listening yeah. to a comedian the other day, yeah. and he was like, he, he, and he was like in his 40s. And he's like, yeah, well, you know, one time I was 22 and I was working, and you know, you, you just felt hungover every day and you just wanted to die. And I'm like, hmm, I kind of relate with that, but I'm not, I'm not endorsing that. <laughs> just, no, no not that I was drinking, but you know, it's kind of you're young, figuring out, yeah. get away with it. Yeah, but at work, oh, you yeah. kind of show up and you're like, man, I just feel bad today. You're like, why? Yeah. <laughs> Learning yeah, discipline, going to bed early, you know. Yeah. I remember those. That's, so, that's for your 30s, man. Yeah. yeah. Well, so anyhow, I mean, beyond that, life's yes. been great. I haven't been sick until 4 a.m. drinking wine. That's not why I've been here. Every night. But that's a good life uh, to live, though. It's yes. very classic. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I went on a silent retreat with the Brotherhood of Hope, which was beautiful. Yes. Down in the, the, the Roven, Dunroven down in Stillwater. Yeah. Oh, very nice. fruitful. Four days. Um, three days. Three days. Yep. Very, very fun. And uh, New Year. We're in the 2020, boys. Yeah. 2020. 2020. Roaring. We're still here. We're still alive. You guys have any crazy resolutions? or are, and Do any of you guys not do resolutions? Are you guys oh. like those people? I did a resolution for 2019. What was it? Did you yeah, did it? Did you do it? Read a chapter of the Bible from start to finish every day. Yeah. Obviously, I didn't finish, but uh, I did do it. Nice. I mean, I missed a few days, probably a couple, but for the most part. So, you guys, guess guess where I'm at. If I read a chapter of the Bible oh. every day for 365 You're not even in the New, New Testament. Are you not even no close. Not, not even, even close. the Psalms. Wait, so 365 days? 365 chapters? Are you in Judges? What is there like? Past that. There's like 50 in Genesis? 40? Am I, yeah, maybe there's I'm way like off. 50 in Genesis. My guess really is long. in your numbers. Uh, higher. Oh, okay. past that. Judges. Past judges. Are you judges. Past judges. What's Isaiah? in between that? Oh, yeah. Samuel. Not quite Isaiah. Second Samuel. Oh, right before Just Isaiah. Just that. Ezra. Ezra. What, a, what is, is this? Is that deal? a part of the apocrypha? That's not a part of the apocrypha. No. Nah. No. Hey, stuff. When it was New Year's Eve, no, Christmas Eve, I was listening to the um, to the gospel, and it was like you know. Habakkuk was the father of blah blah blah, uh-huh. and they were all those books in the Bible. And I just realized how Catholic I was, and I was like, I have never read <laughs> like Habakkuk. I've never uh-huh. read that book of the yeah, Bible. Yeah. So that's a good. That's a good. Yeah. Uh, New Year's resolution. Good. I think it's the first one I actually held to. What have you taken nice. away from it? I mean, what's been like a um, lesson? Or it's interesting you know, how like relevant it is. Like in the readings in the New Testament mm-hmm. at Mass, they'll like yeah. talk about something in the Old Testament. It's like, oh yeah, I read it. So kind of yeah. a deeper understanding there, and I think part of that the routine too, just having a routine, um, diving into scriptures mm-hmm. help with the faith. Would you do it in the morning or right before bed? Usually I do it when I pray. That'd kind of be my lead into prayer. So yeah. read the Bible to start. And um, it's funny, even like Leviticus and Numbers, like there's something 
that would stand out in each yeah, chapter. Yeah. Right? That's really cool. I it mean, is, even if it's yeah. like a name of a friend, and it's like, oh, maybe I'll <laughs> pray for this guy that's or something. Awesome. Yeah. yeah, people say, you know, you don't yeah. know someone until you know their history. And it's yeah. probably the same thing with the Bible. You know, you can't yeah. understand the New Testament until you understand the Old Testament. Yeah. So I'm going to continue to do that. I still won't finish this year, though. Oh, yeah. That's crazy. <laughs> that man. is so cool. Yeah. Wait, Jacob's going to be like 35. This, uh, <laughs> there's this book. My, uh, my uncle's doing it, the bishop. And he's telling me it's uh, read the Bible in a year, so they they yeah. you know yeah. flip you all over mm-hmm. and stuff. Yeah. But that's that's crazy. for the hardcores. Yeah, I'm not quite there. I tried to do that my <laughs> sophomore year of college. Yeah. I got maybe like three months in, and I wow, you know, I was like a, I think I was I mean at that point that was three months probably about as far as I got in a year. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> but then I I trailed off. So. Turtle slow and steady. Yeah. That's right. Slow Wins the race. Steady. I'm a hare. I like to go quick, <laughs> quick yeah. and fast, baby. I'm yeah. a hare. <laughs> I'm a hitter. How about you guys? Any resolutions? I have a crazy one. I'm, I want to gain 25 pounds. Wow. Yeah. That's really cool. Wowzers. I want to be 220. What are you right now? 200? I'm like 196. Dude. Okay. Yeah. I was thinking about getting to 220 by the end of the year. Kind of making that yeah. goal. So I'll, uh, I'll join you guys. <laughs> I don't want to commit to that. I've, I've already started. To go. <laughs> I, got, like, I had three hard-boiled eggs today and two eggs for breakfast and then two chicken breasts and a bunch of rice. Oh and, I had, and I bought this protein that's just like a mass gainer. <laughs> What's it called? It's carnivore mass, so it's Ooh. a beef protein. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, Ooh. yeah, yeah, yeah. And so I'm, I'm going to try. Wow. I'll see if I can hit 10 by oh, so April. What did you gain since New Year's? <laughs> like two pounds. Yeah. Okay. But like, I mean, on that, I fluctuate. On average, so. Dude. But so yeah. are you, so everyone has a different body type I'm learning. You know, I, my roommate. I'm so hard like, to gain weight. Like I, I know people that it's like you work out or it's like you don't need to work out and you'll just stay the same weight. And yeah. they actually need to eat food before they go to bed so they don't lose weight. Yeah. But me, it's like I, I'm learning I got to watch more and more what I'm eating because it stacks up. I weighed in at 210 the other day. It's the highest I've ever weighed. I'm yeah, like, dang. 6'5", 210. The dad bod's in full, full force <laughs> right now. I'm okay with it. Yeah, I'm trying to... Yeah, I just want to see how big I can get. Yeah, you know, I mean, this is kind of the this is the time to, <laughs> to try. Yeah, shot twenty twenty one is like so good. I know his voice is deep for some reason. Yeah, but I think it, part of it is kind of a uh, relates to the topic that we want to talk about today. So let's get into it. Mm, we don't have that much do time, but um, yeah, I was kind of over this Christmas season, and even I listened just listened to a, a podcast, a homily by Father Mike, and he was t- kind of talking about masculinity and, and being a dangerous man, and he kind of introduced how how dangerous Joseph was, and I don't think I ever realized that because usually the portrayal of Joseph is kind of this this humble old man. Yeah. And, um, He's like the forgotten middle child. Kind of like, kind yeah, of. kind of just like this old hairy guy. And the reason that they portray him as that is because they, they think an old hairy guy would be disinterested in Mary the Virgin. And so they kind of paint a picture of like, hey, he he was human, but he's just not interested in women, so that's why he's married to like Mary the Virgin. And and Father Mike, shout out to Father Mike, he had a great Mike Schmitz, yeah. great homily. Mm. Do you know Father Mike? No. I, I <laughs> just kidding. I, I just call um, him <laughs> But he 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 was like, I, I think that Joseph, well, this is all speculation, but he's like, I believe that Joseph was a young man, and he was a young, yeah, strong he had, he man, yeah. and he had to have been, and he, carpenter, he yeah. was a carpenter, he was a laborer, mm. and, um, and, and that kind of opened my eyes even more, because he had to be such a, a dangerous man, and I know mm. that term is very, like, thrown around a lot, yeah. but I think that he's a great 
example of a dangerous man mm. because he had to protect the son of God. He, I mean, Jesus, he was the only man that Jesus called father on this earth. And, and he was the protector of the son of God mm. and, and, and God chose him and Mary said yes, but, but Joseph also had to say yes. And, and even in the dreams, Mary, Mary said yes, but uh, the angels all came to Joseph in the dreams and he had to lead the family out. He had to protect them from King, mm-hmm. King Herod. He had to yeah. go to Egypt and then he had to come back yeah. and yeah. just it's, and he was a laborer, you mm-hmm. know, he was the kind of do- guy that did anything he could, you know, he probably hauled stones all day, yeah. you know, he, he was a skilled carpenter, but they mm-hmm. never said he was a carpenter by yeah. trade. They, mm-hmm. they kind of show like show him as a, as a laborer. Yeah. yeah. So, so Go for it. So, I mean, yeah, just how I want to talk about, you know, being a dangerous man and what that mm. means. And going into this new year, I really want to lean into that. And I think gaining 25 pounds would make me more dangerous mm, on the sure. outside. But I think I want to I want to mm, dive mm. more into being dangerous on the inside, yeah. too. Nice. Yeah, that's what, I mean, for me, I've been learning I'm not what I do. Yeah, like, I've been, yeah. I've been really kind of, I, I've been struggling with for the last year. It feels like yeah. I define a lot about who I am by my strength and actually what I can yeah. do and what I don't do. And um, But it's more so internal. It's like, it's, it's actually who I am and, and mm-hmm. my, my being. It's like actually being rather than doing. Yeah. Um, and I feel like we've all been in these Catholic circles and we've heard dangerous, the term man. dangerous all the time. And, you know, you know and like, that kind of like, turns Kind of falls on deaf ears. Well, yeah. It's like the prodigal son oh, story. Yeah. These guys, you know, like they'll be like, "Hey, stay, stay dangerous," and you know. But so, I, what I wanna, does that mean? Yeah. But, so, I, I want to hear from you guys. Like, when when was the first time you encountered this idea of dangers, be, being a dangerous man? Like throughout throughout the last five years or like. Well, I could tell you when the misconceptions started, and that was from an early age. You know, you'd watch the movies, and it'd be the guys running from explosions. Which, uh-huh. by the way. They never watch the explosions, like in any movie. Huh. They're always wrong. They stuff. never watch. It's like this huge explosion is going on. Like, they want to get away from it. <laughs> you want to just like glance at Sodom and Gomorrah, you know? The, I'm calling BS on the Death Star. But in <laughs> other guys. Yeah. So <laughs> when the Death Star exploded, they definitely <laughs> get away from it. A building just blew up, and Will Ferrell's on the ground screaming, and he's like, I'm calling BS. How do they fly away from the Death Star and not have hearing? Like, what? Yeah. That's the best <laughs> Yeah, so I think like the cinema as a kid, kind of those examples yeah. you see on the TV. Then I think it transitions to like the older kids at school, so like the eighth graders, the seniors mm-hmm. in high school, and kind of the example they set. So if you're wrong, the wrong people, you're probably getting the wrong ideas of dangerous. Mm-hmm. So I'd say um, going to more pertinently relevant time, high school yeah. was like the guys who would get all the girls or the girls would pay attention to them, and they the bigger, more muscular guys, and they probably they weren't as nice to the smaller guys and um kind of that alpha posturing yeah but yeah. like interior their disposition was not great totally. but i don't know these people because i'm a freshman i'm not hanging out with them i'm not getting to know them and it's also high school you're not vulnerable so all you see is this exterior yeah and you wonder like wow like am i gonna get there and why aren't i there right now mm. that's yeah. kind of my influence yeah well, that kind of hits on something you were talking about, Sean, like um, the examples we can draw from in high school, the guys who were jerks, they had the ability to do great evil yeah. or they had the wherewithal, the means. They were jerks. They yeah. had the capacity to do evil, but they also had the capacity to do great good. Mm-hmm. Yep. It's something you were hitting on right before we started. Yeah, yeah and I think that that Jacob, I think that is a dangerous man. You know, they were dangerous. They could have 
they could have, you know, graffitied the school and gotten away with it and stuff like that. They like did those were stuff like that. They yeah. did stuff like that. And I think that is attractive to me, you know. I'm attracted to dangerous guys. I'm attracted to guys that jump yeah. off cliffs and stuff like that. Like not sexually, but just like it, I'm For attracted. Sure. Like there's yeah, like a yeah. there's a thing about them and there's a, a mm. aurora around them that mm-hmm. they are dangerous. Yeah. They're dangerous but men. At the same time though, I you know my experience of kind of growing up as well, you know, I, I never really looked at that. Like, looking, thinking back on that, I never was like, oh, that guy's a dangerous dude. I, you know, but like, yeah. there's an immediate attraction. You see in the movies, yeah, sure. the Psychological. guy risky, he gets the girl, and he uh-huh. wins, you know. But we're also more attracted. Like, like, if you think of a classic movie, I'm trying to think of something, but in, in any classic movie, there's a villain, and yeah, he can do dangerous things, but we don't see him as a good guy because he's doing those yeah. dangerous things. Like, he's, he is being evil. Yeah. But then it takes... A, a man or a woman who is also dangerous but does it well and does good, uh-huh. you know. And so I, I don't think necessarily evil in itself. Yes, it's dangerous, but it's not. It's not good, you oh, know. Yeah. And I think dangerous yeah. takes greatness because mm-hmm. you know it took these guys who were risk takers and who kind of saved the day because they in themselves are dangerous. Yeah. Um, yeah. But you know, I mean, so yes, they, yes, they, you know, the guy who mm-hmm. is super fit and yep. strong and beat up all these guys, he can use that for evil. But there's that there's that attraction you're talking about of them using their their this this strength for for good yeah. for yeah. goodness. And I, I yeah. think where the danger might lie is that they're not as clearly evil as these cinematic characters are. You mm. know, it's more yeah. obscured. You're seeing a lot of the good, and it normalizes too the bad they're doing when they're yeah. seeing the success they have. And it's like, yeah, and you make compromises with your moral character. It's like, well, maybe it's not that bad if, you know, they're just doing it out of jest. Yeah. Yeah. So I think I kind of want to go deeper into what it means to be a dangerous man because yeah. you see you see our culture kind of kind of goo and gaw over these over these type of characters, you know, like let's say Harry Potter or the Dark Knight. Like those are like Harry Potter what is just probably the like one of the greatest series of our time, mm-hmm. you know, and what makes it so great because they're not, they're not like these rule followers, but I, I think what makes it so intriguing and interesting to us is because they, they break the rules when necessary and they know when mm-hmm. it's, when it's right to break the rules and they know when it's wrong and they know that they're breaking the rules. Like the, even the dark Knight. he, I mean, the cops were always after him. They're always trying to catch him. But Batman, yeah. he knew his mission. He knew his goal. He knew when to break the rules, and mm. he knew when to not to, yeah. to, to get the job done. And I think mm. um, treading that line makes, uh, it doesn't make a dangerous man, but I think it, it, it gives us an eye into what danger is. Yeah. I mean, for me, I don't know about Harry Potter. I've, I've never been a big Harry Potter fan. But, yeah, like with, with Batman or, you know, just this idea of, like, with great power comes great responsibility. Yeah. And, like, Spider-Man. You Spider-Man, know, and every, yeah. every good or any great hero has struggled with him using his respons- his power irresponsibly. Yeah. You know, you look at, like, Anakin, you know, Luke Skywalker, like, these, you know, these heroes. I'm a huge Star Wars fan. But talking about Batman, you know, he had great power. Like, he had great, you know, he had he had wealth, he had strength, you know, but he decided to use that for good, but yeah. he had a certain kind of prudence about how to use that. I, yeah. you know, personally, me, I, I never saw really Harry Potter as a dangerous guy. I feel like, no, you the, know what I mean? The like group, was, like Hermione and... Well, well Harry and himself was a horcrux. Yeah. He okay, was yeah. touched I by... I don't know the history of Harry Potter also. <laughs> I didn't get into it either, but this is something Peterson talks yeah. about, yeah. where he was touched by... Evil. Uh, who's the... Voldemort. Mm-hmm. Voldemort. And so he... <laughs> Like had he was one of the what seven or eight evil things yeah. that contained 
uh, the spirit. how he was able to talk to snakes. It's yeah, what exactly. infused him with yeah. that power. Wow, okay. yeah. And then I'm he learning. was ultimately able to harness it for the good, which kind of goes to what we're talking about is these dangerous men, they're equipped with these gifts of attraction, like whether it's their physical or their charisma, whatever mm-hmm. it is. And it's how do you utilize those gifts? Because either way, you're going to have people follow you. Yeah. 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 I mean, right now, I, I, you know, I think about like special forces guys and, you know, people are there in the military that are, are these elite tactical heroes in a way, but you don't, they're, they're very silent. It's a very silent profession that they have. And I also, you know, it's like any, any great hero, you know, Batman's different because he's Bruce Wayne and he's got that wealth and he's, he's renowned in the city and no one really knows he's Batman and he's yeah. silent about that. So I think like you, we were talking about this before we began, but this idea of knowing that, you know, being dangerous means it means knowing when to use it and when not to use that, that yep. strength, but it's also finding that like for yep. me, the idea of being dangerous, I didn't really encounter the, cause I feel like in high school, I always felt like the little guy, you know, I feel like I was always kind of looking up. I never really felt like I could achieve that. And then yeah. it came to this point in my faith and SPO and just at college, John Eldridge talking about this and this idea of like, wait, there's actually something in me and I do have what it takes. And I think not enough men in our culture today, I think we're just put in a cage. You know, John Eldridge yeah. says you put a lion in a cage for so long, he's going to forget that he's a lion. And not enough men in our culture today are given necessarily not approval, but permission to kind of live in that dangerous mentality. Yeah. But I also think it's, but the reason that isn't happening is because we're not training men or we're not teaching men how to be men. Yeah. Um, because right now, if, if, if I feel like if we initiated a bunch of men say, go be dangerous, a lot would go wrong because we don't have the correct formation. And so I yeah. think it's all about like, it's, it's a fire, you know, it's best uh-huh. in a fireplace, but it's yeah. going to burn the whole house down if, it, if it's Definitely. not there. Yeah. You know? So I think this is just something that I really want to nail down on the next couple podcasts. Yeah. Just, I mean, right now I want to kind of focus on what does it mean? Or what is it? What is a dangerous man? What does it mean to be a dangerous man? But yeah, definitely, this is kind of my my New Year's resolution for this year: just mm. learning and and forming myself as a dangerous yeah. man. Yeah. Because as a father, uh, I want to be dangerous and I want to be threatening. And, yeah. and we even had the um, on the last podcast. I forget who said it, but um, a, a, one of his friends came to him and he's like, "Can you teach me how to fight?" Oh yeah, because my mom, because my wife doesn't think that I can beat someone up. Wow. Yeah. yeah, and so yeah. I think that I don't think wow. I'm at that point, mm-hmm. but I want to be dangerous, and I want danger. If you're a dangerous man, um, there there is always a sense of safety around mm-hmm. you, and you bring a sense of safety. Yeah. and I think when when you have a purpose uh, for me to like protect my family or to to raise a, a strong family, I think the more dangerous you become. Mm-hmm. You, th- you'll become way more dangerous because you have such a purpose that made no yeah. sense. Like the the bigger the purpose that you have, the the more dangerous you'll become because you know your objective yeah. and you know what you're doing this for. Because in high school, these kids were just effing off for no reason, and they didn't have purpose. But for me, mm. I'm lifting weights, I'm I'm going to the shooting range, I'm doing these things to protect yeah. my family. Like yeah. that's mm-hmm. gonna make me. That's what's gonna push BA. you through too. Yeah. yeah. You know, day mm-hmm. twenty five of your workout. Plans uh-huh. five in the morning. You're not doing it in jest. You're doing this yeah. for your family. Yeah. yeah. And I think, I mean, like, yeah, I mean, even in that masculinity, in each of us, there's a certain potential, you yeah. know, and it's about when that gets a, a kind of awakened. Like, we get woke, you know, yes. and it's just, oh, that's right. So good. And, and, and we see what's in front of us and actually what we want to achieve. Yeah. And then we're given this purpose, like you, you know, like three years ago, you were a dangerous man, but you didn't really know you were. Uh-huh. In a way, it's like you were kind of just like flaunting it, maybe not you specifically, but just yeah. like thinking of myself 
golf three years ago, I didn't know the power that I had to hurt someone or the power yeah. I had to love someone or, uh-huh. you know what I mean? But the older I get, the more I realize, man, there's a certain, there's a certain purpose in me yeah. and I need to fill that. And I, I actually want to talk about the idea of being dangerous around faith, fellowship and fitness yeah. and then seeing that with Joseph and kind of, I, I would like to kind of do like a, a wide, a broad stroke with that. Mm-hmm. Um, because like spiritually, like what does it mean to be dangerous spiritually? Like, yeah. like physically? Yeah. Like work out, get big. But I think the biggest masculine trait and the biggest gift, I, I, I just think the biggest gift a masculine person can offer or masculinity can offer is the idea of safety and of comfort yeah. of like, you know, I've always wanted to be a man that when, when people are around me, I want them to feel safe. I yes. want them to feel comfortable. Even in conversations, totally. like when you're awkward, like I don't feel dangerous when I'm awkward. I'm no. kind of like, ah, this is super weird. Or like, are people having yeah. fun? Like what's going on? But if someone's engaged with you and yeah. they feel, you know, safe in the conversation yeah. and they're, they're opening up to you in certain yeah. ways that like, that's, yeah. that's how I feel like what uh, hopefully we all are mm-hmm. striving for. But yeah. I think at a deeper level, Sean, you, you have a desire to provide. Yeah. I think what you're, what you're getting at is, is you want to go pursue these things so you can provide and uh-huh. be able to do that. The guy wants yeah. to learn how to fight because he wants to be able to provide for his wife. It's Definitely. not, it's not, a, I mean, being dangerous in, in and of itself should never be a selfish desire. No, I feel like, you know, it should always be an outward, like you, 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 Joseph, you know, he, yeah. he gets this call from the Lord and he says, okay, I want to go provide for this family. I want to establish mm-hmm. something. You know, I want to bring them this place because it's safe for them. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, I think, yeah, those are my thoughts. Yeah, so uh, um, Father Mike also says, uh, you kind of ring a bell. Um, he says, you, you need to spend your strength on your family. You need to yeah, spend wow. your strength in service. That's why you see all these amazing, like, seals, all these amazing dads, mm-hmm. because they're spending their strength on something. Yeah. They're not getting strong for the sake of being strong. They're spending it. Yeah. And that's, uh, he says this quote, you, you use your strength of youth, and you spend your youth on your wife and children. Mm. So you, you spend your youth. Like, I think back to when my dad was, was young, and athletic and I mean he tried out for the New Orleans Saints so he was a pretty big guy mm-hmm. I told everyone in my class that he ate rocks yeah <laughs> like, this guy is this guy's a beast yeah. and, and when I would come man. home without would... any milk <laughs> <laughs> with no milk nothing to wash it down but yeah I mean I want to be that dangerous man and I want to spend like these times working out and, and mm. you know learning how to fight <clears throat> All those things, you know, being strong. And I want to spend that on my family, and I want to exert that on my family. Mm. You hit on something earlier, Eric. Well, you all, I just love receiving. Uh, We have so much to talk about. Yeah. You hit on something like it's hard to be a man today. The world itself, society, um, the way things are structured are such that the masculine energy is very, um, it's pushed down. It's tried. People have tried and succeeded to box it in. Mm, And this is a pretty interesting anecdote that I think blows my mind, but animals in captivity, specifically in the look at chimps, chimps in captivity, uh, they display behaviors that the Catholic Church considers more like chimps in captivity masturbate and have homosexual behavior. Chimps in the wild do not exhibit that. Most animals don't Mm. have those behaviors. So it's the idea of being trapped. And you think of why we have such a pornography epidemic or all these sexual immoralities. It's like men don't know how to channel themselves and they feel trapped and wow. afraid. And mm-hmm. that like that's crazy to see theology and reality line up. Yeah. That blew yeah. my mind. I'm like, wow. Why yeah. does a chimp only masturbate when it's well, it feels trapped? Do you know where porn is watched the most? It's not at night. It's during the day. And from a demographic standpoint, it's males at work 
trapped in the confines of their cubicle. Oh, wow. We were just talking about this. Like, look at back the pre-mist of history before anything was recorded 4,000, 5,000 years ago. But up until 1960s, men were strong physically. Yeah. And we can talk a little bit about how to fit this in with your, your body type. But looking back at the videos of the... Do you remember the presidential, like... Uh, awards they do in like gym class. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I watched a video again on Twitter of the guys in high school, just a random high school, not even a military academy. They were all jacked doing these like bunch of pull ups, bunch of dips. Like I could barely do one pull up yeah. in you know seventh grade. Totally. But, I don't even know what a pull up was in seventh grade. <laughs> uh, this brings me to the idea. I want to hit on two more things. You guys remember the movie uh, American Sniper yes. with Bradley Cooper? Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's that scene where the dad talks about sheep, wolves, and sheepdogs. Yeah. And this is in reference to the, the one kid, the older brother, was getting beat up. And the big bully at school, the guy physically bigger than him, was beating him up, you know. And then Chris, Chris Kyle, comes in and just takes him out. And, of course, the dad is this very masculine character who's eating and mm-hmm. angry. And he's like... You know, if there are sheep to be protected because there are wolves in the world, that's where sheepdogs come in. Yeah. And that is exactly what we're trying to hit at. And that's what St. Joseph did so well. I remember back in Rome, we were getting formation from Father Evan Koop, and he said St. Joseph was three things. He was a prayer, he prayed, he was a provider, mm. and a protector. Yeah. Big three Ps, a prayer, provider, and protector. And that's yeah. that's literally the call of yeah. a masculine energy. Yeah, uh-huh. I mean, so you talked about Chris Kyle. So I was I watched a, a video from a Navy SEAL recruiter, and yeah. he, he wasn't like a recruiting video. It was just him talking about kind of the people they 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 see kind of come through and and try to and try to pass and everything. And he said that the biggest trait they have found is they they, they find these guys who are lacking purpose but they have great strength in a way they're you know like they're a little dangerous like you know they could be doing these other things with the, with their strength borderline and, sociopaths yeah right but then but then when they're given purpose when they're given something to fight for and given training they become navy seals right and and i think you know i'm not I'm not saying we're all supposed to become Navy SEALs, but I'm saying the father wants to bestow that same purpose onto his sons. And I think we see that lack in our culture because people aren't open to that or people aren't listening to that or haven't heard that. Um, but they're, like, they're that, opposed to the male yeah, energy, man. But that's, that's what's happened in my life is that in the last, I think, four years of my life, like the father, like there was just a moment I was in Rome, I was reading Wild at Heart. And I just, it just, it just was so clear to me talking about that line in the cage. And, and I've had all these desires my whole life to, you know, fight for the beauty and, you know, live an adventure and have a battle to fight and all that stuff. And there was a certain kind of purpose kind of bestowed into me. And again, like just kind of awoken, you know, and, 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 and it's that purpose. Every dangerous man needs to be given a purpose. And when he doesn't yeah. have that, he goes off into different means and, you know, acts like the chimps and everything like that. And, yeah. but my question is, so how do we, you know, work guys who work nine to five, you know, or Dude, it's, single, it's, it's, it's like, a how daily do do thing every day you need it. It's first off, it's emotional. If you think of the concentric circles, whatever your influence, a uh, sphere of influence, but very mm-hmm. primarily it starts with yourself and it starts with doing your interior battles. Mm, yeah. And so like every morning you got to work through your emotions cause you can't let that explode out onto other people, your family, your wife, your coworkers, or even yourself in these, uh, you know, self-inflicted manners, whether you are sexually immoral or just like you're an angry person, that's someone who hasn't 
Nietzsche has this term, self-overcoming. Hmm. It's all, he's like, man is meant to overcome himself. Well, and I, yeah. I want to talk more about that next episode. Yeah, yeah I think uh, it's, it's just aiming for that virtue, and I know that's really hard to understand, but it's just finding those means and overcoming those parts where, where you know that you're not good at, yeah. you know? Um, even in, like, I remember reading La Morte de Arthur in high school. Oh, nice. <laughs> King Arthur, when they sent out to, to find the Holy Grail. Wow. Um, what they did was they, all the knights of the round table, they all went into the woods and they walked around and they went into the place that they feared most yeah. to find the Holy Grail. Yep. And so that, that's, that's how you find your, your masculinity wow. or, or, or what, what it means. That's how you find your purpose because you, you need to start diving into those places that you yeah. fear most. Yeah. Most of it's impurity. Most of it's, you know, I'm scared of, you know, stepping up to the plate and stuff like that. You yeah. need to, you need to go where you fear most. Wow. Yeah. And I think to do that, there has to be some roots though, oh, because totally. if you jump into those regions without setting any sort of foundation, you're totally. going to be swept up and swept totally. away. And Eric's going nuts. You're so on him to, no, no, to no, keep no, going no, on. Oh, I thought you were going to add something. No, keep going. Um, but uh, I'm just loving this. It's 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 a tough parallel though because there's sometimes where you don't feel prepared. But I can tell you this: if you're if you're praying consistently, if you're kind of doing the Saint Joseph, you know, yeah. providing, praying, and being the protector and doing it to the best of your abilities, then it's time to just go out yeah. there and let, uh-huh. take the yeah. reins off. Totally. I mean, I'm just I'm like asking myself, how do you find that? You know, it's like yeah. how do you find that thing that you want to face? And uh, I, I spoke about the silent retreat. And right before we went on it, one of the uh, one of the brothers was like, "All right, guys, we're going out to the desert. What do you want to see? Like, what are you going here to find?" <laughs> and I, I was just praying about it. And my my first thought was, um, so when Luke Skywalker's training with Yoda, right? He's he's kind of being bestowed upon this like this purpose. I mean, it was already given to him, but like the, oh. he was in this training mode. And Yoda, you know, Yoda's like, "You need to go off into that cave. You need to go off in the wilderness." And, and, and he's like, "I don't know." You know, he had he had no idea what he was going to encounter, yeah. but he showed up, and it was Darth Vader. You know, uh-huh. and he. He was fighting Darth Vader, and it turns out it was himself. And I and I kind of just had this realization of like, oh. I, so I went on this retreat, and I faced a lot of myself. I, you know, I just feel like yeah. I needed to face a lot of the stuff in my past. You know, and I just kind of took three days to just face these things with the Lord. Um, but I think how you find that masculine, like you're talking about, and how that's kind of awakened in you, is is choosing something not because you know you can do it, but because in fact you don't think you can, and yeah. it's actually going off and, and saying, "Okay, Lord," because you look at every biblical hero. Saint Joseph is the pinnacle of this. Mary's the pinnacle. I mean, any any biblical hero, the Lord gives a call and gives a mission, and then it's the response, it's the receptive, mm-hmm. you know, receptivity of saying, yeah. "Okay, I'm going to go." No one like the Lord doesn't call the equipped; He equips the called. You yeah. know, and St. Joseph is a perfect example of that. You know, this dude's a carpenter. He's, in, you know, he was dating Mary. He wanted, he probably wanted to marry Mary and everything yeah. like that, right? But then he's given this call. It's separate from his own desires. We talked about the hunger podcast, uh-huh. having your own desires and your own missions and everything. But yeah. what's more important is understanding where is the Lord calling me? And yeah. then that's the virtuous. Like that's, that's how you find virtue. Uh-huh. And I think that's how the Catholic man, you know, lives out his this dangerous mentality you know fulfills his masculinity is because he he goes to the lord and the lord gives him a call and it's how he responds it's how you choose to live with the call because we've all been given it you know we've all felt 
faith. And yeah. we, we've all, we, you know, we all believe in these things, but it's how we respond. And it's, uh-huh. it's actually mm-hmm. saying, yes, that's the, that's the hardest yeah. part for me. Can you I imagine think, being Joseph and being married to a perfect woman and having <laughs> a perfect kid? It's like, that's dangerous. Just the fact that he handled that. Oh, yeah. he did. But yeah. one thing you mentioned, Eve, I want to go back to is yeah, the Luke please. Skywalker, yeah, totally. Anakin yeah. dichotomy nice there. And Anakin and Luke, they, they're like one and the same in a yeah. lot of ways. Father, son, they come from the same breed. They, st- they both have incredibly amazing yep. force powers. Yep. But the reason why Anakin took one path and Luke the other mm. is because Anakin was given everything too soon. Mm. And he wasn't in the right proper environment wow. to really flourish with what he was given. Um, whereas Luke yeah. was able to train under Yoda, mm. the... Um, epitome of good in the Star Wars trilogy mm. and had the proper training to deal with his demons mm. and himself in the right way yeah. and then ultimately conquer that evil. Whereas Anakin had the influence of uh, Palpatine and his temptation there yeah. and just had too much power too soon yep. and ultimately it ended up destroying Dude, him. I Let me take that one step further. Let's, let's, let's keep building it. I got something <laughs> so, so cute. You so, go. Do you mind? No, no, go. So Luke and Anakin, that's a perfect example. Um, however, Anakin's evil that he was experiencing was a selfish desire to protect Padme because you know he mm. he you know he was pregnant with Padme and he wasn't vulnerable. He, he you know he could have gone to Obi Wan and said, "Hey, I need help." He could have gone to his master and been vulnerable, but he was afraid because his the evil he was facing was a selfish evil, and yeah. he didn't make the choice where you know to, to to not do to you know not become Darth Vader, not to give into the dark side. However, Luke Skywalker had, I believe, a much bigger evil, and he was Luke Skywalker's desires were never selfish. Yeah, he wanted like for him, he was he was on Dagobah, Dagobah John, what's the place called? Dagobah, mm-hmm. training with Yoda, and the reason he left is because he said, "My friends are in danger. Like I need to go." And he hopped yeah. in his X-wing and he flew away. Whereas Anakin, he was constantly turned in on himself. It was just yeah. this constant sinful selfish. nature of wanting to provide, but in but in a twisted, distorted yeah. way. Way. But I believe Luke Skywalker had a greater evil, and he was always look. He, he always looked outward. He always helped his friends. He always wanted to defeat the Empire because mm-hmm. he, you know, he was he was a dangerous man in himself. Yeah. Similarly, like Anakin, but it was a bigger evil because it was outside of himself. Yeah. And it, it's the battle. It, you know, it's we we need to choose what battle we want to fight. And if you, I, I have found myself. I mean, I'm just realizing this right now. I have found myself. Battling my own battles, and I'm not actually yeah. asking the Lord like, where, where do you want to send me? Like, what what are some other battles that you want me to go fight? Because I find myself just fighting my own internal battle, yeah. my own selfish kind of inward turned in on myself, sinful battles. Do you yeah, know what I mean? no, I, I totally yeah. understand. I think, um, yeah, just to jump on what you're saying, Eric, and to, to take it a little deeper, I think it kind of comes down to these two points that I wrote down. Um, you, you don't have to be perfect. And you just have to be available and capable. Mm. So you have to be available to those around you. Mm. But at the same time, you have to be capable yeah. of, of overcoming things that, that come up. Yeah. And, and, it, and it's all about, you know, just looking back at Joseph. He was available. You know, he was available to Mary. He didn't, you know, per, he didn't, you know, make mistakes yeah. that could have been, that you can't go back on with Mary and mm. things like that. So he was available. And then when God called him, he was capable. Mm. So he was available for the call. And yeah. then he answered the call. And he was also teachable. You know, was I, teachable. I, I was yeah. always told growing up that like the perfect disciple is one that's fat. That's the acronym they would use. Faithful, <laughs> available, and teachable. Yeah. And 
Um, you know, like if we go back, bring it back to Luke Skywalker, like Anakin had the entire Jedi order to learn from, you know what I mean? Like, yep. and by the time Luke came around, all the Jedis were wiped out. Oh, he only had Yoda. Yeah. But he, but yet he was teachable, yeah. you know, yet he was open to learning and, and he was open to kind of taking that someplace greater and looking at St. Joseph, he's also teachable. You know what I mean? This dude's faithful. Like, like Joseph was very faithful. Yeah. He was, he wasn't necessarily available and you know, he wasn't ready for this, but he, he was given this task and, um, yeah. Yeah, I think just kind of one final point um, to kind of wrap this up. I think we've we've kind of talked about, you know, what it means to be a dangerous man. We've kind of touched on that. We're going to touch on it a lot more yeah. in the next couple podcasts. I want to talk about agreeableness and disagreeableness and, and kind of entering into conflict as a dangerous man. And, yeah. and we kind of want to talk about how we can bring that into faith, mm-hmm. fellowship, and fitness, mm. all that danger. But... Um, one cool thing that stuck out to me in in this you know this Christmas season is God's name. It's Jesus' name, Emmanuel. It means God is with us, wow. mm-hmm. and and he 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 works with us. He yeah. calls us. It doesn't matter, you know, what sin we've had. You know, Jacob, you mentioned those, like Abraham and all of the Noah and all of these men in the Bible. All these great men had these sins, and but God chooses to work with us. Everything but creation, God has worked with us and used us to wow. to you know. Mm-hmm create change and make moves in this world. So it's, we have to be, you know, strong men. We have to be capable of answering these calls and and they will come because not too many people are capable in this culture and Mm. and it seems to be growing slim and slim. So, I mean, if we form ourselves as Mm. dangerous badass men like the calls are going to start coming yeah mm-hmm. and it's a gift i it mean it's, you know and this advent for me it kind of revolutionized my idea of advent just meditating on the incarnation and yeah. like exactly saying god with us emmanuel and um that's like that's in itself the purpose like the, like the god has given himself as our purpose to, to follow you know and mm-hmm. i think that's how we you know saint joseph married the disciples it was the lord offering kind of gifting the woman at the well like you know all these people that the lord encountered he's gifting he, he, he even says to the woman at the well like if you only knew the gift that i have for you you know what i mean yeah. he's like there's a gift that i have and i think for us as men it's like there's a gift knocking on our door every day and it's whether or not we choose to respond to that and, and accept it because we are capable but it's 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 rare yes yeah, so I mean, we're going to go back on this podcast and see where we missed and see where we want to add on, but yep. this is kind of the intro. So, I mean, this is kind of the way of life that I want to live for the rest of my life. So, Me too. this is going to be really important to us. It's just the beginning. Yeah, it's a, a, recent, beginning. a recent quote I heard about uh, you won't be given the full story, but if you choose each day with purpose, it'll be revealed over time. It's just, you know, it's not going to be all revealed at once, but if you choose each day with purpose. Yes. Like read a chapter of the Bible every day. Hey! <laughs> or gain hey. a pound a day. Yes. A pound Chicken a day. Chicken <laughs> 300. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. What's left on the Sean, menu today, Sean? Sean goes back like 565. <laughs> I think I might have a couple Gosh, pieces Guys, I shattered of my goal. <laughs> it's just, I can't fit in the garage. <laughs> yeah, well, this is Sean. Eric. Jacob. And John. Thanks for joining us. Mm. Theology on Tap. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Also, (laughs) Also. next Wednesday, this doesn't make sense, January 15th, we are speaking at, does anyone know where? It's called Barney's in St. Paul. Barney's in St. Paul. We're doing a Theology on Tap. Come join us. This podcast will be released the Monday before, Mm -hmm. a little bit of late notice, but come join us and check us out. Yeah, check out our website. We'll be posting on Twitter, too, so follow us at Sons of Funda. 
Ciao. See ya. Sons of Thunder is a podcast for young men by young men about living a life centered around faith, fellowship, and fitness.